This podcast brought to you by Hope 103.2. We're told nothing bad should happen to our kids. As parents, we have to protect their physical and mental well-being. But how do we expect our kids to learn resilience if nothing bad ever happens? Joining us today is Daisy Turnbull. She's a mum, an author, a teacher, and the director of wellbeing at a school in Sydney. And she's just released a book called 50 Risks to Take with Your Kids. Hello, Daisy. Hello, thank you for having me. Oh, a pleasure. Um, I'm really interested to hear all about this book. Where did the idea come from? Um, So the idea came from in my role as a director of wellbeing. I do a lot of research into resilience and all the benefits of it, but there's not always like the the how-to guide. And I felt as a parent I was using what I was researching at school and using with students as a parent in double time. And so I thought, well, it would be great to actually get the list of things you need your kids to do to be resilient. Yeah, absolutely. So this is the title is 50 Risks to Take with Your yeah, Kids. It, it started as the joke title and then it kind of just stuck. It stuck, yeah, that's right. But I, I think the key in that in that title is that it's with, you know, what is our role yeah. as parents in all of this? Well, I think our role as parents is to do these things with our kids but also give them the space to do them as well. So obviously some of the risks are really about doing them with your kids. But one of the risks to do with your kids is to let them experience things on their own and you are supporting them by not actually hovering around. But it's hard to do that sometimes, isn't it? It can be. And it can be very um, it can be very attractive to want to just fix every problem for your kids. Mm. And it can also be really hard to get your kids to learn to do things because that process of learning is really hard in and of itself. So, for example, you know, we expect kids when they're 12 to be able to get to and from school and probably make their own lunch and maybe, you know, maybe even do a load of washing. But the question I had was what are we doing at age 10 and 8 and 6 to get them to that point? Yeah. And so the idea of the book is to have, you know, easy to do steps that get your kid where you want them to be when they start year 7. And you talk in the book about the idea of worst first. Can you explain what that is? Yeah, so worst first, the worst first principle was, uh, Kate was I think, created by Lenore Skenazy, who started Free Range Kids. And she just talks about this idea of with parenting, we often think about the worst possible thing that could happen. And then we put that first in our mind. So, you know, if my son's going uh, to buy some milk down the road, my the worst possible thing that could happen is he gets hit by a car and is killed. And then you go, well, then he's never going to go and get milk because if that could happen, we won't do anything. But if that's how we lived our lives in fear all the time, we wouldn't ever actually get out of bed. Mm. Why is there so much fear in parenting, do you think? Uh, so there are a few reasons. I think um, socially and culturally in the um, late 80s and 90s there were increased risks of kidnapping. So that was kind of when uh, when I was a teenager. So I was definitely an 80s kid. Um, and then I think parenting got a lot more uh, careful. But then even though that risk of kidnappings decreased, people haven't necessarily relaxed in their parenting. But also parenting is so visible now. There's a lot of judgment. And the the people we're comparing ourselves to are people online, which means we're all comparing our parenting to Instagram parents, and none of that is real. I think um, our kids' personality obviously plays a lot into all of this. How do we know when they're ready for more risky behaviour, personally, individually? Yeah, I think I think that's a really good point. And I was saying uh, to someone the other day, I don't think I would have written this book if my son hadn't been so eager to take risks. 
you know, I think that part of my experience is having a child that wants to do things and thinking, well, hang on, what can I get them to do? Mm. You do need to let your child lead you in that respect. So if your kid wants to be able to bike ride in the neighbourhood or something, then that's a risk you need to work with them on. But also recognising that if they want more rights, they need to have more responsibilities as well. So it could be, well, if you want to do that, then you need to be able to do this as well. So it is about, you know, your kid. I'm not suggesting every parent lets every, you know, nine or 10-year-old go and go to the shops and do the shopping, but it's about recognising what your kid wants and you know your kid best. Mm, that's right. And I think, I think personally, like I'm, I'm less averse to physical risks. And I'm happy for my kids to climb a tree. Maybe the worst case scenario is being up in emergency, which I don't want to be in emergency, of course. But I think social risk is quite terrifying. Um, You know, the idea of letting my kids take a bus with strangers and without having a phone, uh, even though my kids are young, I know that that's that's ahead of me. Um, How do we prepare our kids for scenarios like that? And how do we prepare ourselves for those as well? So I think that... The conversations can start so much earlier than you think. So um, before my son started at school, uh, I started practising with him what my mobile number was. So you think, you know, if you if you want your kid to be, go and do things on their own in a few years, get them to learn your mobile number. I learnt that he had my mobile number perfectly because I got a text message from a number I didn't understand the first week of kindy saying, hi, I'm so-and-so's mum and your son wants to organise a play date. And I was like, <laughs> that wasn't the point of giving you my number, but okay. <laughs> um, and then, you know, it's kind of like, well, okay, so if we were here and you couldn't see me, how would you get home? Knowing if they know how to get home, asking them that, mm. and then building it up from there. You know, do they know what their address is? You talk in this book about psychological safety. Is that like developing a kid's gut in- instinct? Yes. So it, it, there's another there's another way it's used, but for this I think of it as um, recognising a kid's uh, ability to trust their gut and go, oh, I didn't feel comfortable around that person. Mm. And, you know, we, we deal with strangers all the time, you know, every time we go into a shop or a cafe. And there is a societal trust that exists. You know, you you generally trust the person you're buying a coffee from not to poison you that kind of thing uh but i think with um with little kids it's about getting them to recognize when they do and don't feel uncomfortable and if you don't ever let your kid experience that then that could lead to really bad experiences when they're older and obviously there's been a lot discussed recently around consent Mm. and um and what you often hear is um, teenagers will say, well, you know, he was a friend of mine. I felt, you know, I knew him. And then and then I started to feel a bit weird, but they may not have, you know, and that, that kind of experience. And so I think getting kids to recognise I didn't like that person or, or this person made me feel uncomfortable is a really important thing to develop early on. Yeah. Is there a, is there a blanket rule to lay out, like don't don't talk to strangers? Is that unhelpful or... If we're trying to encourage confident and uh, competent mm. kids, where do we draw that line? It's hard, isn't it? So it's interesting. Um, Brent Sanders is a, a speaker who comes and talks to our school every year about our high school, about consent and stuff. And he talks about, you know, one of the problems is the stranger danger message is really good when you're seven or eight, but we don't actually update it for kids. And mm. we know that the, the people that are of greatest risk to kids um are people they know, you know, their their family members or um, 
or people who like coaches and that kind of thing. And that's not to say that all of them are, but that that is where the risk is. The risk is not the stranger walking down the street. And it actually builds this idea that you should go and the people that could be more at risk are the people that you're safest around. And instead, if you teach a kid to learn their own ability to trust their gut, you put them in a far safer situation than just saying all strangers are dangerous. Mm, mm, That's true. Yeah, I can see that. So for parents listening with little ones, I've got a couple of my own under five. What are some examples of risks that we can start taking now that will help in the long run to help them be more resilient? Yeah, so my favourite, and I think it's a great lockdown one because we've kind of all got time or, you know, a bit more time or somehow there's, you know, the the days go a bit slower, is helping, not helping. So I think that idea of getting your kid to, um, to help you, you know, put laundry away or unpack the dishwasher, knowing that it will make the job go five times longer because they will be so inefficient. But there's no other way for them to learn how to do something mm. without doing it and getting in that practice. And I also think um, the other one is that's also very good for lockdown is being bored. Like it's it's okay for kids to be bored and boredom is actually, you know, the seed of creativity and and it also is a problem-solving thing. Like it means they have to go and figure out what they want to do. Mm. I don't know how many times I've been asked over the last few weeks, what can I do? Yeah. What can I do? Daisy Turnbull, it's been so great to talk to you about the, your brand new book, 50 Risks to Take with Your Kids. Uh, appreciate your expertise and um, all the best as you continue to navigate being stuck <laughs> inside and, and teaching online as well. Teaching and parenting online, it's, it's a joy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, Sam. Thanks for listening. Start your day with life words. Subscribe to Hope 1032's free daily email devotional at hope1032.com.au.